guys, welcome to IVG podcast number 75. I'm Nash. I'm Gagan. And I'm Sam. And today's a very special podcast, bro. Yeah, it's the Diamond Jubilee. We've been waiting for this for so long. <laughs> like, if we were in person, we'd be like popping champagne and like fucking, you know, trumpets and Shanai playing and like Panparag ads would be playing and all. Like a full fusion of everything. Why would you have Shanai playing? <laughs> I don't know, isn't that what plays during a Diamond Jubilee? Yeah, though I don't know if Shanai plays a Diamond Jubilee. I don't. I don't think I've ever seen a Diamond Jubilee celebration of anything. Me neither, dude. We should do a digital Diamond Jubilee. <laughs> digital Diamond Jubilee. TDJ, bro, you heard it here first. But dude, yeah, like, you know, I was thinking that you know this is like we've in all the seventy-five episodes, and the seventy-five episodes have spanned over a decade. So the, <laughs> this is the first. This is the most consistent we've ever been ever. Yep. It's it is like I don't want to jinx it, but yeah, yeah. And you know what? We are also the only podcast in the world to celebrate a diamond jubilee. Nobody else celebrates that. <laughs> and we're the only podcast in the world that took ten years to do seventy-five episodes. <laughs> that too. So, but I have also another question: Are we the only gaming podcast in India, though? I think right now I don't there know. They come and go. Others, I. Pretty sure there are some. I mean, there are, but they come and go. You know, like there was a NDTV had one that came and went. Uh, then there what? is the Orbital podcast shut down. I think so. Oh, didn't it? I, I don't so. know. <laughs> trans <laughs> transition or transmission? Oh or yeah, Orbital was a tech one. Sorry, trans transition was the. I think that also stopped, and also there was uh, there is this game developer Vaibhav. Uh, he does a podcast, also a video podcast, and all, which is very very game developer focus so that that is also technically a gaming podcast but i don't know if he's doing it regularly now but he does do like video like he does interviews and stuff like that but i think i think like our format of gaming uh, i don't think there's another podcast like this yeah. well if there is let us know in the comments man and let us yeah. know what you guys think there of is it. one actually there's uh i think it's called it's it's, it's by the guys who own so uh, all IVG members, uh, like Spawn Point, they basically have a gaming merchandise business, and they also have a podcast that goes with it. I, I don't know if they're still doing episodes, but they were. They also they also were a very similar podcast to ours. Uh, but yeah, I think that's the only one I know of. Did mm. they celebrate a Diamond Jubilee? I don't think so, bro. <laughs> IGN used so. to have a podcast. I don't know if they still do. IGN India? Yeah. No, dude. Didn't they? They used to have a daily fix, I think. No, oh, weekly wait, they, fix. They did. They did. They did have the podcast for a while. Yeah, they did. They did. It, was, it had Rishabh, Shrinal, and some other guys in it. I yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. If yeah, it's yeah, still yeah. done. I don't think so. Mm-hmm. I don't think so. Oh, well. so, anyway, what is the topic of conversation on this special, special podcast? Besides the Diamond Jubilee itself? Yeah. Besides <laughs> that. Or do you want to end it here only? That, that dude, we, our podcast is yeah, that's, yeah. that's it, dude. I think we've, we've already now. peaked. Yeah. <laughs> this is ended. <laughs> that's it, man. Nothing else in gaming to discuss. Diamond Jubilee it is. Bye-bye. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but actually, it, there's a lot been happening. Uh, yeah. First off, uh, closer to home, we had the PS5. Uh, not closer to home, at home. We had the PS5. Uh, the, the second slot pre-bookings went live. And it was, it was, it was like... Dude, I'm telling you, it was it was so bad that they like, like I think out of all the people on IVG who went who who were like waiting and they were signed into all the websites and I think within the first hour like one person responded saying I managed to get it. Wow. One person and I don't know how many or how many twenty, thirty, forty people were trying at the same time. One person managed to get it, and 
yeah i think stocks were very few and also it like it was it was made worse by the fact that most of like all the big cities you could not like no site would allow you to ship there so you could not order it even if you managed to get in fact i was i was trying to just to see if i could manage to get one i mean gagan you wanted one as well so i was just giving yeah. it a shot so i have actually signed into the sony center website and it all went smoothly until i went to check out and it wouldn't check out so for half an hour it was just stuck out stuck there and i couldn't check out and suddenly it just i said out of stock and it, it, it and it was like gone you know on monday uh, even i actually tried looking at the site i had kept reminders for myself that i'll check it out at 12 o'clock as soon as it uh, opens up i had the windows open but unfortunately i was on a work call at that time and so i was i dude yeah so <laughs> <laughs> yeah <clears throat> yeah anyway so we basically i mean the, the part in which i was talking about stuff kind of went on till 12:05 and i didn't even realize that the alarm went off and then as soon as i opened the window it's all out of that was too late already man and 1205 yeah at 1201 you were too late dude for that <laughs> shit yeah i went to reliance and all that stuff they even took the banners off their home page fuck all kuch nahi idhar yeah so yeah so sony is like straight on the klpd trip right now it's like you want you want you want bug <laughs> it's like dude like it's like this mythical object you know like someone seen it in the wild it's like bigfoot right now dude for us like getting a ps5 but dude i would feel insane. bad if it was something that only indians are going through but something is happening all over the world yeah. but is it this yeah. bad globally also not this bad clearly because those are bigger markets they will get priority for stock but hmm. it, it's but there's shortage everywhere the scalper situation has made it really bad in the markets abroad actually the thing is they had enough stock pretty much uh, for to be uh, in a much better position than it is right now but the scalpers there really got the better of everybody Which scalpers are bad enough you are actually retailers of trying to screw over customers oh, so you're yeah. a paid gamer gamer card guy holy shit dude yeah dude, the 80000 deal making, right yeah he's making people buy 10 games and a co- controller and then only you can buy the ps5 I saw a WhatsApp message floating around in which he had his bank details and everything so you have to make yeah. a payment first without even confirming. Yeah. yeah. Like holy shit. And this shit. guy and this guy has a bad reputation for for being like very very like rude to his customers. Like someone Who's this guy? I don't know who, who I don't know who owns it but this but his uh, site is called prepaid gamer card. Yeah guys. Com. Like completely buyer beware. Sounds sketchy as fuck dude. He actually was the he, he actually was the first person to deliver a PS5 console in India. like somehow one of his customers got the console before anybody else like before midnight on launch day he delivered it so it this guy was this, the guy who bought it put a photo up and it kind of went viral that this guy got before launch and what not but this guy is pretty sketchy because because to his own customers also he is very rude like you know if he can't deliver and has to cancel and he won't refund on time and stuff like that so yeah he's it's i mean stay away from that guy that guy Even somebody else actually bought a bundle. Like someone else was selling, but with two games. I think Demon Souls and one more game for something like sixty-five. Like Sorry, you 65. have to buy these games. Yeah, if you want the console, you have to buy the bundle. What the fuck, dude? You know that's not a thing abroad. Uh, that's not a thing only in India. It's happening abroad too. Yeah, the reason is that because stock of consoles is less. No, what Sony is doing. Now Sony is doing is that they're like, okay, you want us to to to, to give you consoles for sale. You also have to buy a buy the first-party games with it, hmm. and. people know that these games cost 5 grand no one's going to buy the game they'll just play astros playroom or play some backwards compatible games and so no one's buying first party games so the retailers are like dude people want consoles but they don't want the game so then they are then they found a way to sell the game which is bundle it with the console if you want the console you buy the games as well yeah man what so a that's some, dude, that's some shitty strong arm tactics dude 
it is it is like what if i want to sit and play the fucking ps uh, free games <laughs> yeah but then that's why the, the reason the re- retailers have this leverage to do that is because they know that customers know stocks are limited that no you the consoles are not available abundantly so if you want one and if everyone is pushing bundles then you have to buy a bundle dude i'm just going to say this that the pandemic has brought out the most mother green people dude like this is like some shady fucking shit bro yeah yeah like you, you like I've, this is only during this pandemic i've actually seen fucking harami mother retailers take advantages of people when they know that there's a shortage the fucking jack up the price of everything fuck all you mother dude dude is 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 bad on the pc space like if you go yeah. to firstly you can't buy a graphic card but if you go to buy a built pc like for example zotac has these mini pcs right hmm. you can get a 10th gen core i core i7 mini pc with a 3070 for 1.2 lakhs like a proper high end pc but a branded pc but mm. if you want to buy a 3071 Zotac by itself, that car is going to cost you like some 70, 80 grand. Yeah, dude. I mean, the 3070 prices are ridiculous. Dude, they were even, you know, Amazon was being such a little fucking bitch during this uh, l- last year's lockdown. All their sellers had jacked up the rates of these fucking monitors. If you guys remember, I was trying to buy a 32-inch monitor. The yeah. price had got jacked up by double, dude. Because, and dude, because forget monitors. Also- even things like keyboards mice webcam even that stuff which is usually two three grand was comes in 10 grand 12 grand exactly it's a really annoying shit dude yeah because people started working from home right so all the demand from of all these products like increased and amazon sellers took full advantage of it it's a harami shit dude it is it's the worst man it is fuck these guys dude fucking turds but that's why it's a lot, a lot of brands don't like amazon because you can't you can't force them to to stick to a price Hmm. they'll drop it if they want to they'll raise it if they want to i think raising is something amazon won't do because that's illegal but they they, they don't clamp down on third party uh, retailers if they if they do that yeah the algorithms do raise prices as in uh, to the point where if they are offering you a discount on certain things and they sell some products in that discounted price they immediately raise up the price of the product yeah, but back to the price so what they do is yeah huh, so they always raise it to mrp but they can't legally increase it over mrp yeah of course but, but yeah but that doesn't apply to third party people and unfortunately the biggest competitor to, to that is flipkart which is like some completely mad max territory dude that sites search is only broken dude you search something and some something random shows up in the results yeah, yeah. it's like google's like uh try or what is that try or luck or i'm feeling lucky or whatever it's just, yeah. it's just like that then random like we don't know what's going to show up when you search dude. <laughs> it's so weird it's just so weird what happened to that site you know considering it was a pretty robust uh e-commerce site at one time like probably in the what early 2000s or something like that but once amazon came in like just something just flipped mad Dude, it actually got worse after Walmart acquired it, dude. I don't know how that shit happened. Yeah, that that's like really, really weird. But for those of for those people who actually managed to get a PS5 pre-ordered, already own one, for the first time, Sony is going to start discounting their first-party games. So good, good time to buy for those. Hey, guys bro, I'm who... just saying it's not the first time. Um, I is picked it? up, uh, yeah, because I picked up Godfall at a discount, dude. <laughs> No, I'm saying first party, dude. Is Godfall first party? Actually, it, it's not. I mean, it's, it's, it's an exclusive it, of sorts. Exclusive. But yeah, it's not yeah. a first party. It's yeah. an exclusive. Yeah. So, Sony is having that uh, days of play or whatever it's called. Yeah, days of play, which is uh, starting in, in May and in, end of May and goes on till June. And for the first time, they've got they've got a few first party games like Demon Souls, the new Sackboy game. Then they've got uh, Miles Morales as well as the Ultimate Edition. And I think one more game. So, dude, all these I, games... 
Yeah. I, I don't see Demon Souls going below 4,000. Yeah, yeah, I think at most it'll go like three to a thousand bucks. Yeah, yeah at yeah, best, dude. Bucks. And that's still like a lot. I mean, I know people who play the game be like, bro, but it's like a lot for a game, dude. Yeah, the Spider-Man Ultimate Edition is something that I might uh, be interested in just picking up and keeping. For the even PS5. If I, yeah, okay. even if I don't have a PS5, it's something I want to just keep with me mm. because I, you know, maybe later down the line, whenever I get one. Dude, if you if if it's on sale, you should pick up Last of Us 2 so you can play it with the new FPS. That will be because uh, this is only the PS5 game they talked about. But I think Last uh, of Us 2 is also part of it. I think it's on wait, sale anyway. Wait, the list is uh, Dead Stranding on PS4, Tsushima. Uh, mm-hmm. Miles Morales, Perita Hunting Ground, Sackboy, A Big Adventure, Last of Us Part 2, and a few like PlayStation Hits game, which is the older budget-priced games now. Yeah. And on PS5 is Demon Souls, Miles Morales, Miles Morales Ultimate Edition, Sackboy, A Big Adventure, and the Neo Collection. Right. Neo, like the... Neo, N-I-O-H. Oh, that's, cool. oh dude, that's on sale? That's gone on sale? Yeah, yeah. So that's one and two, I think, both. Cool, no? cool, cool. Right. Yeah, because then, they both have 60 FPS patches. Yeah, and then, then and then there'll be a bunch of uh, third-party games as well and DLCs. But also, they're going to have a lot of free online multiplayer weekend for a bunch of PS4 and PS5 games. You know, uh, while we are on the also. topic of all these games, uh, I just want to give that Last of Us uh, 2 thing, I mean, like a little shout out because I recently saw that Digital Foundry video that they had done on the 60 F- uh, FPS version of Last of Us 2. And holy shit, man, that thing, that video just blew my mind. Now, the thing with the game is when it launched one year back, most of the footage that was shown was obviously the one that Sony probably allowed you to show, which is like from the first one hour and things like that, which is what I saw in most reviews. But now in this one, I think uh, DF went like all guns blazing and they kind of showed some of the most spectacular moments in the game, especially this one part in which your boat capsizes and there's like this whole thunderstorm happening all around and these waves are constantly hitting you. This is spoilers, bro. I don't think it's that big a spoiler. It's not a plot point. I mean, is it? I as long know. as you don't mention... Dude, but if it's if it's like a really killer moment that's going to happen in the game, like a set piece, huh. you want to go in that fresh. Dude. So anyway, yeah. So basically just watch Because I am going to play it, dude. <laughs> you know what I, I think if you watch this video maybe you would want to play it because holy shit it did change my mind you know I'm willing to go through that whole like uh, fun I've moments. already experienced enough that I know it's gonna it, that it's it's great I think it's just a matter of getting back to it dude yeah yeah that's the thing so you know I mean I'm willing to go through all that pain and torture and all that shit just to experience some of these moments because man it was really spectacular even the part with the fog holy shit dude I mean like those are like some real good moments and but I'm watching know, somebody else play it. I'm not even dude, playing them I'm, myself. I'm going to be honest with you. They put way too many spoilers in that video. Now, I've played the game, so I don't really give a fuck. But if I was not playing, like, dude, when I played the game Vanilla, like each and every time I went through those moments and many more, I was like, holy fuck, dude, my mind was blown. So, you know what? I mean, I, I don't know if it's uh, because you played the game and you realize that these are spoilers and all. Because for me, I did not get to know anything about the story. Or no, it's, it's I'll point. tell you what, it's the context in which when they come to you, huh. you know, because like the lead up, the build up and then bam this happens you're like holy shit bro what yeah. the fuck 
I'm just glad that they showed this because now I've like kind of now I've become a better housey about Last of Us 2. You know, I mean, like Ghost of Tsushima was one of my driving points for probably going going for the next gen system, but Last of Us 2 is now on that. Dude, list I'm as telling well. you, the holy trinity of PS4 fucking games, of which are now at PS5, is Ghost of Tsushima, Last of Us, and motherfucking Days Gone, dude. You need to play all these three. Oh, I thought you were going to add God of War or Spider-Man somewhere in there. Fuck, and God of War and Spider-Man. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, Sony had such a killer lineup, bro. I know we've discussed they, it before. They really but dude, killed like, it, man. Yeah. They, dude, I'm telling you, any of these games is better to me personally than all of what Microsoft has released in the last gen. I mean, yeah, see, that's the thing, you know, I mean, like, it's it's an amazing experience to have and definitely not something you should miss out on. But the thing is that it it gets over after a point, you know, it's not something that you can replay over and over again. It's like watching a brilliant movie. You cannot watch the same movie again and again, right? I mean, after a point, you have to try out other stuff. Um, dude, I've seen Mad Max like some six times, bro. But Fury not back Road. to back, right? <laughs> Back to back. And normally, what I do now, at least on the PS5, has helped me replay a lot of the games I always wanted to play. Like, I replayed God of War again. Hmm. I'm replaying Days Gone. I'm going to replay Last of Us. Like, I have a lot of fun in replaying some games, which are really good. Yeah, you know what? I am replaying... (laughs) God. <laughs> it's Mass Effect, dude. Mass Effect Legendary Edition. It's finally out and it is fucking fantastic. I mean, okay. So let me just go on a bit. Are you saying that because you had to pay money for it, dude? <laughs> yeah. Just... So, so let, let me go on a bit of a monologue on this one. Okay. So see, I mean, like, I am right now just around 14, 15 hours into the first game. Oh, I oh. have. I haven't even tried the second or the third game till now. and uh, But yeah, I mean, I've seen enough shit to know that first game is the one that has been the most optimized. So they have changed a number of things. Like they made the combat a little better. The reticle that was like really, really fucking painful in the first Mass Effect game, which kind of made aiming like a hit or miss, literally, has been fixed. The I mean, then a some other quality of life improvements here and there the mako or mako controls a lot better than before and things like that but dude you know what all that shit is at the back end for me the story itself is so fucking good you know i mean just reliving that whole narrative again and also like comparing it to the things that are happening right now a lot of things that they're talking about the whole racism between the alien races and shit like that the way they kind of discriminate with each other it's so fucking reflective of what's actually happening right now plus the amount of lore that they've put behind all these brand new races is just something else like you know in dragon age when they were handling that uh they still had some D&D lore to go with, you know, as in like when they're talking about dark mages, when they're talking about uh, elves or something like that, it's still stuff that has been done before, you know, and so they can just take it and tweak it in a different way. When they're talking about Geth, Turian, and all these other races and shit like that, it's a complete new ball game, and they've defined it so well, and not just their own backstories, but also with the way each one of these races interact with each other. I generally skip all the like cutscenes and shit like that in games. I played Outriders without watching a single cutscene. And here, I don't want to skip any dialogue. I'm actually just like talking to people more and more and more to just get the complete lore out of it, man. I'm absolutely loving it. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> Nash, you want to go first? 
No man, that's no, cool. It's cool. It's going to let the dust settle and all. So yeah, Dude. I mean, your biggest complaint is about the action, right? I mean, it is it is a bit No, boring. so here's my biggest complaint with not just Mass Effect with all BioWare games. Number huh. 1, dude, I and this is where everyone, I think almost everyone will disagree with me. Dude, I cannot stand their characters. Like every mother <laughs> in every fucking BioWare game has to save mother 50,000 lines of dialogue before I can get my point across. Like, shut the fuck up, bro. Let me do my shit. Everyone is spewing either exposition or there's just like lore dumps on me when I don't want that shit. I just want to get into the action, bro. I just want to do my thing. But no, I got to listen to this bitch and that bitch and the third bitch and the fourth bitch and their mothers, bro. Everyone has some shit to add. <laughs> do you know something, dude? I booted up Mass Effect 3, okay? Because I'm like, okay, Mass Effect 1 was fucking tutty. I want to see how Mass Effect 3 plays. Ben, the cutscenes went on and on and on and they are unskippable and I was just like you know what dude fuck this noise <laughs> so that was my first beef with Bioware games I don't like the characters secondly I haven't played a single Bioware game where gameplay gunplay was satisfying to hmm. me personally and this I, a lot of people agreed with on Mass Effect but okay back then they refined the game to a certain extent for Mass Effect 2 and 3 but my issue here is why didn't they spend a little bit of money kind of just remaking the fucking game dude like from the ground up I think uh, it has to do with certain limitations or some shit like that first of all I mean if they have to remake Mass Effect one and not remake two and three it would i don't know i mean like i don't even know how well that would stand out it would be a drastic drastic like change, i know man. it's it's unfeasible at all but like anthem it's a huge is the game, only bioware yeah. game weirdly that has very good gameplay and gunplay <laughs> it's so ironic but it's got the most dude if you play anthem you will fucking Poo-poo on Mass Effect. Dude, Dude it is that's so the So, you know what? That's the thing. I mean, like, if you're a Bioware fan, uh, and not like a Bioware fan at this point, because it's quite muddled at this point, but if you're a Mass Effect fan, then chances that you're playing it for the action are very slim compared to the actual story and what you're doing with the characters and all that. People, like, you know, the people who are, like, listening to just the theme song, not the theme song, the opening song of Mass Effect, the music that plays What's during the map. the opening maps, song? The, you know, it's got that little electronic uh, synth music oh, or something. Okay, okay, that's shit. So just that, and they're tearing up because all the good memories are coming back in and shit. And people are fucking loving that shit about that game because it has such a great storyline to go with it that everyone and characters that everyone loved. And the thing is that every character has a personality. The facial animations may not tell you much, but the thing is that they all have such an interesting backstory and a very such a different personality from every other character that it's actually fun exploring these dialogue options you know the things that you're generally hating uh towards no 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 I'm, I'm not like dude i get why people love it but i've realized mass bioware games especially their sci-fi offerings are not for me because they hmm. so here's another thing dude i do not like star wars mass effect kind of sci-fi i prefer more like outriders aliens um, i prefer the grungy the gritty sci-fi not this clean pristine fucking dumbass alien spouting shit kind of sci-fi you used to like mass effect when it originally released what was, I, what was I, different so then? I hated the first game, even back then, because it was like a really Chodu Gears of War game for me. I was like, bro, what is this shit, dude? Hmm. Like, and and honestly, the st- like right from my childhood, I never liked Star Wars. So the first game didn't resonate for me. Somehow, the second game back then, I'm talking about like, I don't know, 2008, 9, 10. Nine, I found, nine. yeah, 9. I think they refined gameplay quite a bit then. 
So I was like, you know what, this is cool. I can fuck with this. But now today, in 2021, after playing like some of the best third-person shooters, like I just physically am incapable of playing this game. Hmm. And without, like you saying, like without the without the fucking draw of the story or the characters, there's literally nothing for me in this game world. Right. Sam, you don't never like this series at all, right? To begin with. No, I didn't. Because I'll tell you what. So, when it first came, when, when Mass Effect first came out, it was an Xbox exclusive. It wasn't on PC also. Because I think back then, EA hadn't acquired BioWare yet. So, when Mass Effect first came out, I was like, fuck this, I don't want to play this RPG. I've got Gears of War and shit. So I was playing, so I wasn't playing Mass Effect. And then and then Dragon Age Origins came out, I think the following year. And I actually played Dragon Age Origins because I managed to get a, someone lent me a copy of it or whatever. And actually that game was actually a mess because it this game was delayed for 10 years before it came out, Dragon Age yeah. Origins. And I played on PS3, which is the worst possible version of a terribly oh, optimized game. But yeah. dude, that game was so good. Like to this day, I can I can think back to all the three party members, you know, Anders, Lelana, Morgan. Amazingly written oh, characters. Lelana was crazy, dude. I loved her. Dude, Morgan was the boss, dude. Morgan was the boss. So, dude, to this day, I can I, like like when I think back to the characters, like there's such distinct personalities. The character, all the conversation was so well done, and I'm like, oh fuck, this game is so good. I can't wait for Mass Effect now. So I went. <laughs> so, so so after EA acquired it, I played Mass Effect One on PC, and the Mass Effect Two came out, and I'm like, what the fuck have they? How did they go from by Dragon Age Origins to this? And mm. of of course, like Nash also said, you know, I don't like this pew pew sci-fi. I don't I don't mind something that's more grounded sci-fi, like. You know, like like maybe near future type sci-fi. Like Outriders, like, dude. Or, or even like Cyberpunk, for example. Yeah. It's right, more yeah. rooted in reality. Yes. I don't mind that, but this 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 space opera shit, I can't handle. On top of that, it was a downgrade in terms of story. And to me, like, like I'm not someone who goes into lore. Like if, like if you have great lore, show it in mm. the, like make it show in the game. No, don't make me sit through logs and read and read a fucking novel series or watch an animated Netflix show for it. You put it in the game. And that, that didn't come across to me that clearly in Mass Effect. So it was like a, to me, it felt like a Dragon Age light. It, it, like it, was, it, it had bits and pieces of what I liked about Dragon Age, but it didn't go to that extent. And that yeah. was just me. I mean, in terms of gameplay, for sure, it was far tighter. It, like, it, like it played like a shooter, obviously. And Dragon Age was played, played terribly. It was super super clanky and, so, clunk, sorry, clunky. And it was very janky yeah. and it looked, didn't look great. All of that. But I, I think in terms that. of the reason why I wanted to play it, which was the characters, the writing, I think it was a massive downgrade. And and three, I didn't even finish. For right. one and two, I played, didn't enjoy. Uh, three, I just couldn't even get get to the end of it. Yeah, same same year actually. You know, I have never finished the third game. So no, but uh, you know, I, I actually agree with a lot of points and all for sure. So uh, the thing is, I mean except for one thing you don't have to read that much in mass effect i mean i know there are those other shows and shit like that so you know a lot of these games that do lore a lot like even halo right halo has so much lore Dude, fucking destiny bro destiny is the biggest offender with this because if you really want to get into the law you gotta read those codecs on the website and all dude like fuck that shit Who got dude, have you that? guys watched shit's creek the show Shit's yes Creek? Hell yeah. so yeah. i was i was watching a behind the scenes 
like documentary type thing where they talked about like before they wrote a single episode or even cast a single actor for any role they basically wrote an entire backstory for ent- for every single character including the entire entire town and why the town is the way it is mm. and so it it wasn't because oh i'm going to make a novel series out of it later or, or create an animated show it was basically so that throughout the whatever seasons of the show they will never make the, that character say or do something that's out of character based on the backstory Hmm. so they they had the law because it was it it drove the way the show is going to be but here it is in like oh this is just a way, 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 way for me to expand into other mediums so i'll do i'll do i'll do comic book series and i'll do a show and i'll do novels and all that so that's not what law should be about like make the game better with the law but that that all is i think extra i don't think it kind of affects the what you know about the game or what you need to know in the games at all in any way so no i felt like if if you're building like, like like for example destiny i don't know how much of the law actually is represented in when you actually play the game like i'm sure they must have built a massive universe and why this race and this alien race and this and that but mm. if it doesn't show in when you're actually playing the game and through your cut scenes or characters you meet like what's the point of it like why waste that if you're not going to explore it within the game that's why you built it right you know the thing with lore is also like uh, the reason why halo destiny and all these other sci-fi laws don't really appeal to me is because sometimes you know when when they are writing these laws it goes way out in the future and it goes into a territory that is completely new over here a lot of it is relatable a lot of it is things that you kind of encounter like for example that uh, one guy uh, the guy i never use and he's probably going to die in uh, mass effect 1 because that's the decision i'll make so i think he's called adrian something but anyway yeah so he's a biotech and he's an l2 biotech and he's talking about uh, the training and everything how things used to go wrong he had this really bad uh, trainer or something who came in and kind of screwed these guys over and all you know these are stories that are still with some kind of human parallel to it and you can relate to it in a certain way when they're talking about stories in halo and shit like that fuck i mean it's all foreign to me i there's like absolutely nothing that interests me so dude it's like how you feel about halo's lore i yeah. feel like that about all sci-fi lore especially yeah. sci-fi like i don't know what you call this high sci-fi or like i don't even know what that is uh, there's a term <laughs> no, yeah you know, there's a weird term like that in mass it. effect there's this uh, krogan right krogan uh, yeah. species yeah. so th- so this krogan guy i forget his name but rex. you know in in rex yeah so one of in one of his one of the games there's there are side quests related to him uh, which ah. is which goes down and in those missions or side quests you actually learn about his race and that's how law should be kind of that's how you should kind of tell your game exactly lore. and yeah. i like it very 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 rarely did i see that happen in mass effect actually each and every character in mass effect 2 had their own side quest and in yeah. fact in mass effect 1 also uh, gareth has his side quest in which uh, he kind of uh, gareth Garris, sorry, <laughs> he was a and like basically he had this encounter with this one doctor who was growing organs within other uh, people's bodies and shit like that and selling them and but that doctor managed to escape while this guy was a an officer at the CSEC. So now one of the stories uh, that one of the missions that have unlocked for me is something that chase that doctor down and take Garris Garris with me on that mission so we can kind of complete it together and kind of you know there, there is a bit of evolution like that in Mass Effect 1 but I think Mass Effect 2 does that really really well. Mass Effect 3 honestly I have no memory of you know because that's the only game that I did not complete and tried to play only once till now. Mass Effect 1 this is my third playthrough. Mass Effect 2 I think I've done twice. Was so Mass Effect 3 the issue that happened with me also is I I 
for some reason my mass effect 2 saves didn't carry forward and i was really bummed oh. out about that dude mass effect 2 also has a more self contained i feel story as opposed to one that goes like all over the place and again dealing with like the whole political ramifications of this was like a snoffest for me but holy two, shit dude i love that you know i i hate that in everything including star wars but but oh. here holy shit man i'm there i'm like there to the citadel and everything and talking to each and every one of these guys trying to make the right political call you know weirdly the these. only thing that i was invested in politically was game of thrones because the show at the end of the day was political but i was like cool you know guys are fucking each other up i'm down with that it's like kind of harami so there was a the fun here it's just like they go on like blah 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 i'm like nah bro but I mean, you have yeah, that's to, what diplomacy but, is but you that's what no, that's thing. actually was looking forward to that aspect like you know resolving disputes through conversation and that's very boring to some people but i i look i, I look forward to that dude i did that today so one of the missions was basically sent me to uh, one planet in which this one guy uh, who was uh, from the citadel he had gone rogue and he started his own religion <laughs> So, what are you laughing? I I don't know, man. I think certain certain words. Sit down, and he got triggered. <laughs> so yeah, basically the guy okay. went rogue and he started his own little cult out there. And uh, the thing is that I was sent on a mission to basically kill him, but. because my paragon rating is high and my conversation skills were like really high i went and i spoke to him and i reasoned with him and basically he got himself he spoke to his followers and got himself arrested he so like basically solved that thing without firing a bullet it was amazing man i love that yeah but i didn't i didn't feel it find it that rewarding even when you manage that like like i know you can you you can like if i can remember correctly you can level up those those skills of yours where mm. you're more diplomatic as opposed to very yeah. aggressive or whatever but i i don't know somehow it just didn't feel very rewarding to me to do that maybe i don't know and see i mean the game definitely has its flaws i mean the menu system the inventory system holy fuck that inventory system is like really really bad and like a lot of its mechanics are dated but you know what i mean i'm just going to be powering through so that my mass effect 2 feels that much more rewarding that's my main uh, mission out here mass effect 1 is a game you should power through because even doing the side missions like just driving that mako through all these random uh, barren planets and shit like that is a little annoying after a while but you know what i mean i'm at peace with it and it's something i mean i'm currently enjoying it's not gotten to me yet but yeah man Do you know what i actually find very amusing is how different um like my current taste is with everyone like i'll give you an example like you know i'm playing like these two games right you guys were just talking about one is mass effect and i'm playing days gone right now okay hmm. and everyone every fucking reviewer pan days gone for having like a stupid story it's not a good story it's like a fuck all thing game only picks up after 10 hours and dude i was invested in every fucking character from the first minute Huh. and mass effect had the full opposite everyone's like gushing about mass effect jizzing about this character that character i'm like fuck out of here <laughs> it's just it's just like it's crazy how different sometimes like these kind of opinions are right because even when like even dragon age i think i played one of the dragon ages i'm not too sure and i still found it better because of the little grittier aesthetic than mass effect but even then dude like these bioware games just i don't know there's something about them that just doesn't appeal to me and like i've tried you know like like how i've tried to get into demon souls and i've tried to get into the yakuza games i've really tried to get into the 
BioWare games, but I just don't think they're for me, man. So you know what? I mean, if you're gonna be skipping dialogues in BioWare game game now, then yeah, it's pretty then much it's like pointless. That. Then you're play, playing a game with really bad mechanics and no yeah, story. Exactly. But you know, <laughs> so, weirdly, yeah. one BioWare game that I really enjoyed and I didn't skip anything was Jade Empire, and that's the fucking one game that never got a sequel. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I mean, like I started I started playing Kotor also a couple of weeks back and all and I think that fathered me into this because that the mechanics in that game are so fucking so horrible. Yeah. So yeah. horrible. So this is an upgrade. This is no, a but, you know, upgrade. But, you know, but quality quality of Mass Effect, the game aside, how is the how is the remaster like technically? So it looks good. As in like see a lot of places it's flat. And you can kind of tell that it's dated because it's Unreal Engine 3 at the end of the day. But they have sharpened it quite a bit. As in, like, the textures are much better looking overall. His face looks kind of nice. As in, like, the skin texture and all those things. Dog, it, looked, those it looked really bad. Like, I played the game and it looked like a 2000 no. PS, a PC game just upscaled. You know that's what? Just, yeah, that's like. the thing. You watch, you see it side by side to the actual game itself and then you can actually appreciate how much Maybe. work has gone into that. Maybe. So yeah, so that way, see, there are definitely some quality of life upgrades and all. It's not anywhere close to what Mafia did with the remake and all. I mean, that's not the kind of quality you're getting here. That's what I was expecting, you know, weirdly. But that's but a proper remake, bro. This is a remaster. Yeah, and it's an Unreal Engine 3. You know, the, I mean, they managed to get all the shit out of that engine is like surprising, dude, in this day and age. So. Like, but dude, what I find weird is Bioware did not do... Dude, anyway, they know people love this franchise. Shit would have sold gangbusters. And I don't understand. And they're charging you a full fucking price for it. And they... and. They, look at what Mafia did, bro. That good you brought that up because that was one of the best fucking remakes I've played recently. But the way they've done that the, game is just mind blowing, dude. But for well, Mafia, that trilogy is the thing, right? I mean, they haven't made a Mafia Four announcement or something like that. With Mass Effect, they are working on a new one. They are working on a new Dragon Age and Mass Effect, right? So I I think that's why they. I because think dude, you know what I could what I found so jarring on the PC was the fucking FOV in Mass Effect, dude. It was like. It was, and I, I couldn't find a way to increase the FOV, dude. Yeah, and, that, that and actually gameplay, doesn't bother me. I never even touched the FOV in most and, cases. And the gameplay felt just so clunky, you know, taking cover. It's like he's sitting, he's punished. Then you're yeah. like, okay, go. So he like awkwardly stands out, pew, pew, go back into cover. Like so fucking rigid, dude. So yeah, I, I agree with all of that except pew, pew. The, the guns pretty much sound like actual guns. I don't know where the pew, pew is coming from. No, maybe it's in my head, dude. <laughs> you heard pew pew because you know what in fact like i find, find the sound mastering a little imbalanced because the dialogues and all are low but as soon as i get into an action thing the guns are fucking loud man i mean so that is i don't know maybe it's a pc thing let's let's maybe, see I don't know. maybe uh, but it's also i think i i blame games like division and i game blames like outriders because they have refined third person mechanics now so well like all this is just too archaic dude like i can't <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, dude, bro. if you're comparing it to an all-out shooter, yeah, it's going to be fuck all for you. Yeah, I know, man. This is a bum. You know, actually, I was weirdly looking forward to this game because I thought they'll tweak it and it'll be a game I can really sink some hours into and, you know, get back into that vibe. I was like, nah, mm. dude, mm. it's not my scene. And it's happened, this happened with Bat- Star Wars also, like with the Battlefront game. I think Battlefront games. I tried to get into it, but I was just like, dude, I can't do Star Wars. Like, I just cannot, like, physically feel ulti. So, Star Wars is actually pew pew because the it's thing is that the, the, the guns do sound like that. That's what it is all about. So, yeah. No, one thing, one thing I always wonder is like, why, why, why do RPG games, and I'm, and I'm including Cyberpunk as well as BioWare stuff, uh, as well, like, why can't 
yes there are rpgs but why can't they get shooting mechanics right like if ubisoft can work with 10 different studios to make a game why can't bioware take some help from like say dice for example to get the shooting right in mass effect Like, so why, why is it that hard? Like just because you have so many mechanics, that doesn't mean you can't refine them. Bro, I'm just gonna play devil's advocate for a second because yeah. I played a little bit of Mass Effect Andromeda, and the shooting actually is pretty decent in that game. Yeah, yeah, it's really well done. It's it's quite well done. It's just that there's way too much manjan there again, so I ditched that game. But shooting mechanics were fucking pretty kadak, dude. If you've played Mass Effect the original one way back, then you kind of remember that that mechanic around it. The whole Bioware mechanic was as soon as action starts, you can pause the game right there, select the kind of moves and everything that you want to do, and then right. like implement it, and then you want then pause the battle again. It was I thought old Mass D&D Effect style. was. real time all the way no it it had real time option as well but like to get if you took anybody with enhanced powers like a biotech or something then you needed to pause the game and uh, kind of do that unless you had a, sh- a shortcut key defined for it so that's what so that that was a whole mechanic that it worked under you know so and that's the thing with rpgs in general to implement all these additional mechanics and all that shit i mean i, I think somewhere the shooting mechanics suffer at the end of the day unless it's an action rpg in which case then the mechanics are pretty legit yeah but since he mentioned cyberpunk also i mean i don't know how good they get yeah even even the shooting in cyberpunk is not as refined man i remember that they had a night city wires and they were talking about how they spent like months refining the gunplay and it hmm. was like pretty bad dude also in action game when you shoot you expect it to hit right i mean in the rpg there are like certain hit points allocated to every move and it's kind of a dice roll right with every move that that's how the mechanics but if division are. division is is also an rpg man and they action also have RPG. the same i, I think it's an variables. action game with so rpg division is action elements. rpg but yeah, you but know what hit, but the hit points and everything in division is the same applies to cyberpunk is not that much that much vary, variation mm. in there like you do but you, i think you, division you have, leans uh, sorry cyberpunk leans more into more the rpg route yeah. than division no, no, what does, i mean is that in the shooting the outcome of a, of, of of a gun battle remains the same there are different enemies with different at, at different levels, levels and they yeah. and they take different amounts of damage so that doesn't change how your shooting mechanic should feel right yeah doesn't yeah matter. yeah i mean they they just uh, enemies feel more bullet spongy that's it yeah but no i'm just saying the the act of shooting as well as shooting while you move taking cover all of that like it just doesn't feel Dude, like, I think some studios just can't do shooting cuz if even if you look at Fallout the shooting aspect of Fallout is very bad so that's mm. my whole point right Bethesda has aid in house uh EA EA has dice and bioware in house why can't they get like ubisoft does that they get collaborations across studios to get their games right right so i don't understand why EA can't do that like sony will sony has what they call the ice team i don't know if they still do but they had the ice team that got every every like all the best tech guys from all of the big studios would come together to help make each game perfect i don't see why a bioware game can't have great shooting if you can help get some help from from dice for example dude you know ironically uh, i ironically bioware's one of the reasons that anthem got so badly fucked up is because ea shoehorned the frostbite engine upon them and bioware does not have good experience with the frostbite engine cuz even dragon age inquisition was a fuck up because it yeah. was being forced to being made on the same with the... need for speed 
uh, unequal speed, I guess. Yeah. So it's weird because what they're doing, instead of doing what you're saying, use their expertise in shooting, they're just making them use an engine which is created for FPSs for these other genres of games, which is weird. But anyway... Uh, but, but coming back to Days Gone, you mentioned that uh, that you've also been playing the PC version, right? I so have, how, yes. How, how is I that have. port? We've talked a lot about PlayStation PC ports. Dude, in fact... Um, so I've played Horizon. I think we had done a podcast at back then and a stream back then. And it was really shit pot. Okay. But hmm. but fucking this game, they've knocked it out of the park, dude. It is a fucking phenomenal pot with like two issues. One is there's a mouse issue for sure. Because the mouse, for some reason, is does not function as a mouse in a shooter. More feels like a controller. So it has that sluggish feeling around it. It's not as responsive as you would want a mouse to feel. So that like is a zone yeah yeah so there's that big issue that a lot of i mean it's not a deal breaker uh but like if i have to quickly turn around if a zombie is behind me it's gonna take more time in this game than it needs to that's one thing and secondly again this is an issue for amd guys but there's a lot of stuttering when you're driving at times in the open world um but i do expect that to be fixed in a patch but apart from that it is like phenomenal dude I actually fired up the game just to like take it for a test run and ended up sinking like six hours in it in one day. Like I fucking love that game. And it is so underrated. It is criminally fucking underrated, dude. In fact, I saw the PC Gamer review. PC Gamer did a PC review. And that review has been flamed on Reddit so hard because they you can make out from the review that they just played like 10 hours. And they were like talking about shit about the game. Like this is bad, that is bad, this is bad. And they actually, I think, took that review down because it was a shitty fucking review. Hmm. Wow. But who's done the port, do you know? Bend. Bend itself did it? Yep. yep. Oh, nice. They've done it and they've knocked it out of the fucking park, dude. And like, like as garbage as Horizon was, this is as fucking good. Hey. So then if you look at it, I, I think they've got two out of three, right? Because even Death Stranding was a decent port. Phenomenal. Very but that port. again, that, that wasn't Sony. That was 505. I think that there is another publisher published the PC. Sure, version, but so it was I a guess. great... I mean, it was a Sony game that came here. Yeah. So you can hope and pray that whatever... I mean, there's a good chance that the new... Whatever the next first party game is, an action one maybe comes, it's going to be a sexy ass port. I want to see if they if they ever release like a Santa Monica or Naughty Dog game on PC. Like a Last of Us? Dude. Last of Us, uh, God of War, on any of those. That would be... You know what? I mean, I would be shocked if they released even the original God of War trilogy on PC. <laughs> they point. can't because simply because of the tech tech issues but uh, yeah dude last of us 2 on pc would be sweet because that game has a lot of shooting and if you're good with shooting like or if you're comfortable with the mouse and like dude even in days gone right now i'm killing guys way easier than i did on the ps4 like boom Mm. headshot 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 i'm just popping off headshots and you know it has this slow-mo mechanic where you can like slow time down dude i'm just like lining up headshots in this game it's it's so much fun to play also, like Naughty Dog, the amount of settings they put for accessibility and all, you know, on oh. PC, if they do it, they're going to make they're going to make sure they, they put in all. Dude, the and if Last of Us, dude, the thirst for Last of Us is real. Like, if they bring that shit on PC, it is going to sell gangbusters, dude. For sure. Like, so, Days Gone is actually sold pretty well on uh, Steam, dude. There has been no Naughty Dog game on PC so far, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Santa Monica. Dude, I like genuinely if I was at Sony, I'd think twice about whether I should do it. Mm. Like, why would anyone buy my PlayStation if I'm putting my best game? I mean, you could put some really, really old shit. I mean, like put Jack and Daxter or dude, something. I dude. will <laughs> if today they sell Killzone 
on the PC, I will buy it. I'll buy Killzone for sure. Yeah, Killzone, Shadowfall, and all that, which is like early PS4. Yeah, I'll buy I'm a seeing, shoot, uh, I'm seeing God sure. of War 2018 or Last of Us 1 and 2. The Uncharted collection, I mean, if they're done with the franchise, like, go ahead, man. That'll be interesting, yeah, if they do that. Yeah, dude. Just, like, people should think about it. Bring bring your games to more people. Yeah, Don't and then make them, make them buy a PS5 for the next game. Yeah. Exactly. The cycle continues, man. No no one's like, hurry, I'm going to wait eight more years for the sequel to this. <laughs> so, yeah. Hmm. So, now, we are at, what, mid-end of May now. And usually, hmm. non-pandemic time, this would be when we'll be, like, most hyped about E3. Because E3 would be coming up. But the time that we live <laughs> in now, <laughs> we still have E3 coming up. But we don't know what it's going to be like. But there are a lot of events that have lined up during international E3 time. So, yeah. there is, uh, so they, they just announced the Summer Game Fest, which is like just a collection of multiple events. So, there's going to be, uh, there's going to be an EA event in June. There's going to be, sorry, the EA event is in July. There's a Ubisoft event in June. Hmm. Uh, there is a Steam event, which is a multiple day event uh, that's going to happen, I think, believe in June as well. Uh, and, I think on 10th, they're going to do some event of the Summer Games Fest where they'll have, I'm guessing, hopefully, they'll have some new game announcements and whatnot. But It has a yeah. performance by Visa. Yeah, there's a performance by Visa. So apparently, they've 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 done a new song for some game soundtrack and they're going to debut that at Which game, the show. though? That, I don't think they've said that. Yeah. Interesting. This is like Blast from the Past. I haven't heard this Visa name since like 2000, dude. Maybe it's a new <laughs> yeah. Tony Hawk's. Um, could be that. <laughs> I mean, who, who else would want Weezer in their soundtrack at this point? I don't maybe, think they maybe should they'll make, make the Battlefield Hawk theme and all. <laughs> it could be Skate because there's a Skate game that EA is working on. Who knows? The point is that whole Skate franchise, like all the skating franchises, have not moved beyond the 90s. <laughs> yeah, but you know they announced like the like then they had the last EA play. The ending, the ending big announcement was that they're making uh, they're, they're making a new Skate game. Yeah, yeah. So. That's that's there. Uh, but yeah, so, so coming to these events that are there. So I think first up is the Ubisoft event. Hmm. Uh, firstly, what do you guys think? Like, I, for me, the whole the whole like excitement of E3 is just not there anymore with these sorts of individual publisher events. Because, you know, back when E3 used to happen, you used to have these back-to-back press conference. You know, at Xbox and then EA and then Ubisoft and then Sony. And then it was all about, you know, who had the best show, who had the best conference, who had the best announcements. And now that there is no one competitive platform for them all to one-up each other, now they're all doing their own events. Hmm. Some of them are, are like breaking up these events into like quarterly events where they drip feed you shit. Uh, it just that that excitement is no longer there. So even if they might do E three in some way, you know it's not going to be that what E three used to be. So I'm a bit bummed out. I'm, I mean, I'll still follow all of these events, but yeah, what do you guys think? I am only excited about what these uh, Bethesda has to showcase at E three this time. I mean, like Microsoft is, I think, the only major. Uh, like console maker who's participating in E3 officially. Nintendo has been doing their own shit for a while and even Sony has kind of moved out. Uh, but Bethesda, I mean, the rumor mill is very strong that Starfield will be announced for a release this year itself. <laughs> dude. So, dude, I don't know. I mean, like, dude, and the thing is that Bethesda has had a history of doing that, right? I mean, they did that with Fallout 4. They did that with uh, Fallout 76 as well, in fact. And, Which was 30. 
<laughs> I mean, yeah, with really bad games. But the thing is that uh, it's it's a trend that they have been following. And Starfield... they also do that with Forza. They announce it. It comes out the same year they announce it. Usually they do that. But uh, I think this was the first time when last year they announced Forza Motorsport and they didn't release it in the same year. But I think yeah. this year they will. They are. I mean, there are rumors that they're, they're going to announce Forza Horizon Five and launch it this year itself. That would be interesting. And in Mexico, Forza... I think. I think it's going to be in Mexico or. I read somewhere what the new location is. I but forgot. I thought that Velba was working on uh, Fable. So who's working on Forza Horizon? A separate team. Two separate teams. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, so basically, it's like Microsoft uh, franchises is something that I'm kind of looking forward to right now because the, those are the ones that we know very little about at this point. And on Sony's uh, on front, I want to see if they actually show something about God of War. I mean... Most likely, it's going to be like a 2022 announcement or something within that period. But yeah, I mean, I'm sure Sony will do their own thing and we'll get to see something on that. But yeah, these these are the ones I'm looking for. Sony is, the, is the, again doing their own thing. Now they do the, they do the, the, the PS State experience. Of play and all that, State of Play is this video, straight to video sort of thing that they do. Yeah. And then they have the PlayStation experience events, which usually I think happens in December or something, where they where they have like, uh, what's his name, Jim Bryan on talking. But and then they have I think new they, they, during this period, they might have their own event as well. Because this is the time, this, this time seems to be very lucrative for most gaming companies companies and even though nintendo and sony will not be listed so much in advance they do end up doing events around the same time period to be a part sony of is listed under summer games fest so i think the summer game Perfect. fest event on the 10th could have something from sony but i think sony i think also now there's no pressure for them to all make an announcement at the same time because now they can spread it out through the year so when no one else is doing an announcement they get all the attention right yeah so yeah. i think that whole need to make sure that oh uh, we need to have something ready for for June. That that not. Like, I remember, you know, like when you see behind the scenes, like for God of War and all these games, like the the kind of crunch these companies go through to make to get a demo out for E three. It's crazy the stress they go through and all. So that's one good thing that that now they don't have that pressure. But yeah, I mean, I I miss I miss that excitement of like staying up till six a.m. Right now, you know what, there, there might also, there, it might still be happening behind the scenes because you haven't really heard anything or seen any new game announcement in quite a while. There has been a big lull and that usually means that there are that they, these guys are all kind of collaborating for some one major event in which they're going to be doing a whole bunch of announcements. It could be a Microsoft event in which they're uh, showcasing all these new IPs or something like that or whatever these guys are working I'm sure on. they will but the thing is that now earlier you knew that okay June is E3 means and E3 is where you get all the eyeballs uh-huh. right you have to have something ready for yeah, E3 yeah I think last year kind of broke the whole yeah chain. now that now that's completely gone because now they everyone realizes that now they control the narrative they do their own PR they decide what goes on the show and they do whenever they want because now everyone's watching it digitally and gamers are fucking hungry man for news like this so yeah They'll just yeah. go wherever the news is announced. Yeah. I hope these events actually, they actually some new announcements come out of this. I mean, I'm not holding my breath because with the pandemic and all, I'm, I think yeah. already, all plans have been like pushed by a year at least. But I'm hoping like you know, like like we talked about Mafia. Yeah, they, they, they haven't announced Mafia Four yet. That would be cool if they come if they bring Mafia back, for example. That'd be interesting. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, like so many so many IP which have gone dormant over the last. Four five years. It'd be cool if they if they bring some of those back, man. I see Warner Brothers also listed. You think that Gotham uh, Knights <laughs> or something will be released this year? What is it called? Not your Gotham. Knights. No, there's Gotham. Yeah, Gotham Knights only. Gotham, Gotham Knights. Knights. Ah, okay. 
and also the uh, the other one squad, no, that, that's, squad. that's far away i mean i don't know what rocksteady is doing but yeah that's gotham knights was playable they had a play like a gameplay demo no when they showed it it's it's i think it's about time they have it ready or at least yeah, to show they didn't show it. anything after that and people have like because it got a backlash was... no yeah it did yeah, yeah, it, would be, it didn't get a good like, response. I mean, it didn't get a good response, yeah. But, I mean, I didn't see a backlash. Huh, whatever, that's what I <laughs> meant, yeah. Huh. yeah. Interesting, but... man. Let's see, let's see. What do you think, Bali? You two haven't enjoyed E3 and I think I don't care years. about any of this anymore. <laughs> Honestly, because it's so full of shit. Like, I've just no patience for this shit anymore. Bro, release the game, I'll buy it and I'll play it. But this kind of news cycle and trying to, you know, drum up, false hype by saying look this for the uh, fuck off dude I don't have patience for so that so does, does E3 still bring up anxiety in you for coverage and everything because of oh, all man. your dude, years fact, of gaming journalism <laughs> dude even you know I actually went off E3 like I think 3 years ago or 2 uh-huh. years ago or even before the pandemic my interest in E3 kind of waned and last year I thought okay we'll watch it together dude I could barely stay awake in these that was that was Gamescom E3 got cancelled last and year and I know I'm saying in all the events we saw last year there was so fuck all I have zero hope so I'm going in with such low expectations that if something cool happens I'll be like cool bro that's awesome <laughs> That's but what I, I mean, right? So nothing. everyone, because because the stakes are not high anymore, right? E3 is like it's like either E3 or bust. If we don't have a good E3 show, no one, no one. Dude, I'll be honest. For me, E3 peak like I'm talking about like maybe, you know those fucking Xbox, Xbox PS3, 360. PS3 days, yeah. like new franchises. Do the hype was through the roof. But post 14, 15, also I'm seeing like there's this decline. Like you know, like 90 percent of the conference was fucking garbage, and then maybe you'll see like a cool gameplay of so the latest division. Basically, the rise of the indies completely destroyed it for it you. It completely fucked it up for <laughs> me because I d- dislike indie games. I mean, no offense, like, but they don't interest me most of them. And then they went, and then EA would only do sports, sports, sports or fucking this 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 and casual crap i'm like fucker yeah dude yeah 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 i mean like the, at that time basically the era that you're talking about that's only when they used to do all double a or triple a like game announcements that's it. games back to back dude like kill killing days fucking eight days or killing floor or whatever it was called eight days like the fucking i don't even remember, dude, I remember which games came I, 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 like i actually attended e3 2013 where they announced the ps4 oh, yeah, this was did, the one yeah. This was the one where Xbox said that, oh, the Xbox One is going to be always online and you can't sell your games. And then Sony came out and completely said the opposite. And there was like a fucking concert. People were throwing their clothes in the air and like (laughs) tossing their notebooks around and all that. It was like a fucking concert, dude. People were like screaming and all. And it was, I think that was, I think for me, the peak, I think, of E3. I think that... Because also also you were there. I was there also, dude. No, but it I was think, like, yeah, it was, it was a good E3, man, that time. I mean, Sony really knocked out of the park. 13. 13, 13. Also, that was the one where EA conference at the end, they announced Mirror's Edge Catalyst <laughs> as at the end. So that made my E3, dude. Too, but like, I was just thinking back to that E3 and like, you know how when we used to watch it on stream, we used to be like, okay, now EA is like 1 a.m. was EA and it gets over and you have a half an hour break yeah. for Ubisoft. But dude, over there, it's like one gets over and you're fucking running to the next one because no, it's back sure. to back, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like at the EA one, Ubisoft will have their buses outside to take everyone to the Ubisoft event. And then Sony is like two hours away, so you have to then fucking catch a cab yeah. or whatever and go. It's fucking memorable shit, dude. <laughs> it was like, I dude, think that for, was, to me, I, that was the peak of it. I think for me, like visually, like from what I remember, the, the E3 where they showed Killzone 2. Yeah. 
I think that was three PS3. PS3. Yeah. I think five. That was, right? that was, yeah, five. Where, where they were teasing the PS3. Dude, the, yeah. the hype was off the fucking chain for me in that E3, dude. Hmm. And then I remember seeing like Gears Car trailers and I was losing my shit, bro. Yeah. You know, like Gears of War trailers, holy shit, man. That was like a game changer for me. I mean, that was like, holy shit, this is what Xbox like, 360 can do, you know? I so. think, if I'm not mistaken, two years ago also, we did kind of look at E3 and it was like indie garbage, sports garbage, indie garbage, sports garbage. Okay, here's one cool game. Well, we're back to indie garbage, sports garbage. I was like, yeah. Ah. And that That's one right. E3 was so woke with that fucking wokeness. Or was that EA with the, that fairy game? Dude, I couldn't handle that shit, bro. I was like, <laughs> this is me signing out, bro. Like, I'm fairy camping game? out now. Yeah, remember they tried to do this really like, fuck. I wouldn't even call it like a millennial <laughs> pandemic game. I remember that game. Holy shit, what dude. I was like, dude. nah, bro. This is not my scene, dude. <laughs> dude you remember how politically incorrect e3 used to be like cliffy b coming in and talking shit and he was chainsawing shit and all i remember all that dude it was fun man dude, dude, i you remember ubisoft 2013 the one I, that i was there the last the the show ended with, with, with division being revealed and when the trailer ended like money fell from the ceiling like not real money <laughs> yeah, but like yeah, money yeah. with like with, with like black marker yeah, writing yeah, on it yeah. and shit dude that was some shit, that was fucking crazy shit dude. so you know i mean like now that you're talking about politically incorrect shit i have to like let me just reel back quickly to mass effect you know like this there's a whole romantic angle that you have to take with the uh, someone in the game right in mass effect you have the option to take uh, Multiple, either right yeah everyone <laughs> Like, yeah. not everyone. I think the first game has a very limited uh, roster for romance. But the thing is that, you know what? I mean, it, it kind of, it, that that shit would not go down very well right now. Because, you know, it's, it's like in any organization or any workplace, if you talk like that, holy shit, man, the HR is going to come raining down on you and all, man. There's going to be like a fucking separate movement, Me Too movement around you and shit like that. If you're like talking to your subordinate in, in such a sexist way and shit like that. Some of the dialogues are like, whoa, dude. Yeah, now, now there's no romance options, dude, in Bioware games. I don't know how they'll, how they'll like... I mean, they, they will have to tone it down a bit, but I think it can still happen. But yeah, because some of the lines, like, you know, when she's talking about uh, certain things, like, uh, like just talking about her family in general, this guy will just insert a line about how, uh, like, he doesn't mind being there for whatever that physical touch for Dude, some even, shit. I don't know. Even whatever. going from Witcher 3 to Cyberpunk. There is Cyberbank is zero romance options. Like all you can do is like a few hookers that you can that you can like visit. Like there's not only a few. There's like two of them. I think two or three hookers that are there everywhere, always in the same location. In fact, they actually had trailers where they showed that you can that you can have relationships, and they showed actually a cutscene <laughs> that showed that kind of stuff. Uh, where this chick is sitting in the bed and the guy who she hooked up with is leaving the house. Uh, yeah. That and they showed that cutscene, but in the game, everything is cut out. There's no romance options, and and this is after after Witcher three, which was like which went like a, a bit too far with the horse and the unicorn shit and all that. Yeah, yeah. You know, but, we like still Witcher three. Also, I would say that like it would go down well because it's straight up sex. You know, I mean, like it's not such like cheesy dialogue. There's no, yeah, there's no like there's no like 
wooing and whatever yeah, romance so, so there's a, conversations there's a, there's a lot of inappropriate being said at workplace in these mass effect games dude you, know? you think that's bad imagine the ps2 god of war games dude <laughs> you have to like press x x x x, 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 x. yeah 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 <laughs> <laughs> oh, so maybe that's why they're not releasing it so dude uh, i was just looking at uh, some of the games that were showcased in e3 2019 <laughs> so dude check this out okay so electronic arts they showed off madden fifa on switch fifa on console sims and uh, D- battlefield dlc apex dlc and star wars Wow. Yeah, dude. Yeah, <laughs> and, and Microsoft showed off uh, Gears Pop, uh, fucking uh, Spitfire, Minecraft Dungeons, f- Microsoft Spitfarer. Flight Simulator. Yeah, some shit like that. Wasteland. <laughs> oh, Spitfire. Yeah. yeah. Age of Empires, Battle Toads, Bleeding Edge, Wasteland Three, Lego Star Wars, Blair Witch. What the fuck, dude? That's bad, dude. That's that's E3 had become garbage. And Ubisoft used to always have like a fucking five minute long just dance segment. Oh, yeah. Dude. But they stopped that weirdly. Ubisoft had a good fucking E3 2019. They had Ghost Recon, Division 2, For Honor, Watch Dogs, Assassin's Creed, and Gods and Monsters, which is yeah. now. But I think that E3 came after two years of very shitty E3s from Ubisoft. Hmm. I think Probably. they got like a lot of like flack for those E3s. And yeah, then I used to have, used to have Aisha Tyler who used to Oh, host. dude, and that was so bad. <laughs> right now, the only way I can watch E3 conferences is like next morning around say, yes. and fast forward through all the cringe. And dude, so you know what? Sorry, I mean, I gotta bring this up, dude. Like, there's no one in these gaming companies have actual gamers there. Like, why is it so cringe? Is that how they really think? Do they think they're being relatable or are they being ironic? Because I can't get this. I cannot understand this, dude. Dude, the fuck up is that even when they actually bring gamers, like EA did this thing where they used to have influencers come, like like people like, like, like YouTubers used to come and like host segments. Even they were so cringe. Like they, they, they made the actual gamers also cringy by, by bringing them to E3 and giving them a script. That happens. So, like... Is it just like a troll thingy? Or I think the thing is that this that, that for like E3 is a trade show. It's not like a gamers convention like PAX or whatever. So for them, for companies, it's it's for their shareholders. It's for the people in the trade. So I think it's the show is more for them than like for us. It's fun to watch, but hmm. their business rides on that. Uh, so I think for them, that's another reason why they put on a show like that. Where they it's for us is cringy, but maybe some. Someone in a suit might find that shit impressive. That yeah, old. you know, and and I I think you probably got it right because that that's a very suit-like behavior to have, and like all the do's and don'ts that corporates kind of uh, give all these influencers when they take them under their wing or hire them for a job. So things like that kind of make takes the influencers also out of their original element. Right? I mean, they don't have the freedom to say the uh, things that they want to say and they have to put an agenda, they have to ad- endorse something in uh, whatever it is that they're going to be talking about. So it just kind of muddles the whole thing up. Dude, and it's not yeah. just that. It's They don't speak like real people. Like if you see like, you know, when the division... Uh, they, yeah, I was going to say that. And like, even Anthem. Like, like fucking Remember? gamers don't talk like that, dude. Yeah. Like mm. I don't know a single gamer who ever spoke like that. 
like they just sound so fake like like this is like okay you'll put in gamer traits inside an algorithm and this is what the computer comes up what they think gamer sound like like who the fuck sounds like that dude yeah anthem also who's this so fucking annoying dude but wow. ubisoft was on a stream because they had every game right from rainbow six to division one to like a bunch like far cry to a bunch of that thing they are like the worst vo fuckers out there dude yeah it's, yeah. it's really weird like i'm telling you dude e3 post i think 2010 2011 maybe 2012 i don't know the quality just like yeah i mean i i think as long as there are going to be indies in these shows and all that you are definitely not going to enjoy dude it. indies have to be there like i understand that I know. but it just yeah. doesn't interest me, dude. Like, yeah, but a lot of that—that's the thing. It's either become AAA or an indie. So the fuck point. up is when you actually make that indie game into like a five-minute segment. Like you know when EA, EA had that Unravel game. Oh yeah. Where the guy came and started crying on the stage. <laughs> like I felt, like I felt, like I was happy for him, dude. But then they did Unravel two, and they made it even bigger when they had announced yeah. Unravel two. So you know that. It wasn't a to... bad game. I actually played through that with my kid. But but as in as EA, you know the audience and how much the game yeah. is gonna sell, dude. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, but then they 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 doubled down on that shit in the form of sports, 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 dude. Everything was yeah. sports, sports. Yeah. sports. Oh, and they, then they used to bring Pele on stage and oh, shit like that. Some embarrassing shit, dude. The worst was even this guy that Garden versus Zombies, no Plants versus Zombies, dude. Yeah, so uncomfortable to watch him on stage, dude. I was like, oh, stop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. But yeah, I mean, I, I think we gotta probably miss those press conferences after a while. Dude, you know the Konami press conference, the Japanese dude. That was gangster, dude. That shit was straight gangster, dude. He was on yeah. another trip, bro, and I love it because yeah. he didn't give a fuck, dude. He was having fun and he was like, I don't give a fuck, the stage is mine. Yeah, dude, back in the day, E3 used to become like memes, dude. Like, remember the giant enemy crab on the PS3 thing? Dude, you remember Seth Green turning up drunk and all and talking yeah. to shit? It was crazy. Not only Seth Green, even, even, even remember Sean White, that Sean yes. White snowboarding game. He came stoned, completely stoned. Dude, and the guy who was in community also. Joel something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And him was E3 and he was talking rando shit. And I was just like, what is happening here, bro? It's <sighs> like... Oh, well, it's gonna be worth it, I guess, for the cringe also because the online shit might be just even more cringy fall, you know. No, but you know, last time I I actually tuned in expecting some fun cringe, but it was just boring, plain boring. Like it was not even cringy for me. Hmm. Even that, that was that was the Gamescom one with Jeff Keighley, you know, where they gave random Game of the Year awards in the middle of the year. <laughs> oh, IGN gave Cyberpunk Game of the Year, dude. I'm like, what the fuck, bro? <laughs> Holy shit! How that blew up in their face, dude. Yeah, well, I mean, that that was one game that nobody expected to be this bad, or even close to being this bad. This thing just like, fuck, <laughs> surprise everyone. Okay, so let me ask you this question, since you guys already, what's the one game that you're not expecting, but you kind of secretly hope comes on this, like is announced or is unveiled? Like no hope, out of the left, nothing like from where, what? What would that game be for you guys? The next Spider-Man. No, dude, that's like obvious shit. Like, I'm talking about like a sequel to fucking... Splinter Cell? (laughs) That's also not going to happen. Yeah, actually, that would be my pick, dude. Like a Splinter Cell fucking remix. I mean, 
out of all the games, I don't know, man. I mean, like, I think all the franchises I like have been kind of accepted. Like, like for well. example, Rockstar saying, okay, you know what, fuck GTA, we're working on Agent, this is what Agent looks like. Like, something like that. Or the left, like, you know it's never going to happen. Or them coming out saying, yo, yo, we're working on a new Manhunt game and it's going to be the goriest shit you've ever played in your life. Like, Last of Us is going to look like Looney Tunes and shit. Something like that. What would that be? For me, it's fucking easy, dude. It's burnout. Oh, yeah, dude. Never gonna happen, but it needs to, man. If it happens, best E3 ever. For sure, dude. I'm gonna buy champagne just and to not pop some, it. And not some fucking fuck-all open-world burnout. Like, proper Old point school, to point. sequel, fuck yes. They can call it an indie game if they want to and make it like a smaller... <laughs> like, not make it like microtransaction, multiple seasons. Just make it like a takedown, revenge-type game and make it cheap. Make it like with low production value. Just make it burn out. That's it. Yeah, hmm. I would like be down with that. Dude, for me, honestly, they'll, it'd be like what Gagan said. He, I know he was playing, but it's true, bro. If they say new Splitter Cell game, I'll die. Because <laughs> I know that's not going to happen. Because I know that's not going to happen. You know it's going to happen because because they know that they're getting all this heat because they've been ignoring Sam Fisher. You know it's going to come. It's going. No. I don't know. It, it may not come in this E3. It may not come this year. But th- there's definitely going to be a, a new Splinter Cell game. Oh, I got one. Huh. Sequel to the Turok game. The oh, one, shit. The one which last came out in which you could stab dinosaurs in the face. <laughs> Holy shit. I would fucking kill for that game, dude. Ah, there you go. That's the kind of stuff I'm talking about. Yeah, man. But that franchise is definitely dead at this or point. Or like even, what are the odds of Sony unveiling a new Killzone for the PS5? Huh. I'm, I'm not a big Killzone fan, dude. Considering they've got Horizon, Forbidden West, I don't see it happening until that game is out. But I don't see why they can't bring Killzone back. Mm. Oh, dude. Dude, what if they came out with 8 days? Saying it's 9 <laughs> days now, bitch. What's up? <laughs> dude, it's been fucking 1,000 days since they announced it, dude. More than 1,000 Holy days. Shit. Dude, most of the people on IVG would be like, what is this 8 days shit these guys keep going on about, dude? <laughs> Only Snake knows, dude. Only Snake knows. <laughs> What? <laughs> what? What is this? Some other it's a, sneak, dude, it's a kick-ass joke. game. No, no, it's a kick-ass game. They 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 showcased before P three P three or PS three launch. Huh. It was supposed to be like this kick-ass uh, co-op action first, game. First person exclusive. No, no, first person. Game. Dude, third person. Sorry, first party. First huh. party exclusive. Like very slick looking. Like you know, like Max Payne type almost. From like cutscene to gameplay back then was like mind fucking blowing, dude. Yeah, <laughs> and the game just never, never, like never showed the they never showed the game after that. After no, that, they initial. never showed the game after that. Then there's some leaked footage came out, which actually made the game look pretty dope with the destruction and all. And then it just vanished. Yeah, and so did this other first person first party game from Ubisoft called Killing Day or Killing Floor. Killing Floor. No, Killing Floor is the zombie game. It's called Killing ah, then Day. Ah, Killing Day. Which was a first-person hack-and-slash-melee game. Yeah. Which became Red Steel, by the way, on the fucking Wii. <laughs> oh. Yeah. And the yeah. game actually did well on Wii, I remember. Yeah, it yeah, did. yeah, yeah. That, that kind of evolved or whatever. They salvaged it into Red Steel, dude. Like, ugh. But Killing Day. Bro, also, I would like Motor Storm back. Yes. Dude, can you imagine MotorStorm on the PS5 fucking blow your dicks off, dude? It would be so good right now. Yeah. Like, which is the other game you kept playing, which was also a lot of fun, like a spiritual successor of MotorStorm? Um, 
Dude, PS4 game, man, last gen. No, no, it was a PS Plus free game and Sam started playing it for a while. The Codemasters game, dude. Ooh, Onrush, dude. Yes. You love that game, man. So, so that's like the vibe that kind of Motorstorm had, right? Like, Yeah, yeah, for sure. But Motorstorm was more gritty. This was like, this, this was a bit like more burnout direction where you don't have to think you just went fast 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 burnout like motorstorm was like treacherous shit dude yeah yeah you had to like watch oh by the way dude dude you if we stop the podcast right now we'll be at 75 minutes so we're just gonna end right now (laughs) (laughs) end the podcast we'll see you guys in the next one bye (laughs) interesting but i think yeah we we've kind of missed that boat Sam, I think you should edit it to 78 minutes. Dude, I think you should edit it at 75, bro. <laughs> okay, I'll edit it down. <laughs> dude, that's gangster. That's how we roll now, dude. Abrupt as shit, dude. <laughs> we don't even say bye anymore because it's 75, bitch. I don't... <laughs> Diamond Jubilee. <laughs> we, we're embracing the theme all over right now. <laughs>